Welcome. This is the 2021 yearly forecast. And in preparation for this, I went back over my forecast 2020 notes, and I'm always so pleasantly interested in how astrology and cosmic study can really allow you to get familiar with the concepts and the possibilities and the best time to align your actions and following the moon cycles and following the rhythm of the year, no matter where you are, right? Getting in touch with the actual rhythm of the seasons of your local environment, how much that allows us to expand and to not take on shame or should have, would have, could have type energy. And so looking back over 2020, um, anyone paying attention to astrology knew 2020 was going to be off the rails for a long time. So we, we all knew it was going to be intense. And, um, one of the things I said in the 2020 forecast was actually, um, that it would feel like it was one thing after another and that I apologized in advance for having to be so, um, so I forget what the word I use hyper because I typically don't like that whole, this is going to be an intense month, you guys, because it feels like that's the thing that everyone's saying always. Right. But in 2020, it was really true. And, and we kind of saw that come into complete fruition. Right. And now as 2021 begins and as people have been casting their forecasts for the last month to kind of let everyone know, we've seen a little bit of the same cautionary stuff. And I think some of it is spot on. And I think some of it is um, people wanting to um, maybe be right about being about it being intense. And so they feel like it's a pretty safe bet. And then I also feel like there's an element where we are over, over, um, overly excited about the newness of 2021 because it is kind of much of, much of the same kind of energy. Saturn is really in here, um, stirring it up. And so as I go through month by month, it's really important to take some greater arc, greater story arcs out of 2021. Some of the things that I think would be wise to put on your calendars, right? Um, your your 2021 earmark these dates in your personal calendar. So there's a, another trilogy of super moons, super full moons, right? In April, May, and June. And so I would expect with some of what's going to be coming up there, um, we're going to have a Mercury retrograde in that period um, in May, May 29th in Gemini. <clears throat> and so I would suspect that April, May, and June would be dates to really pay attention to, my friends. We also have some eclipse, <laughs> eclipse season magic in those dates. So the trilogy of super new moons is April, May, and June. Mercury retrograde in Gemini starts May 29th. Then we have eclipses on May 26th and June 10th. And so it is just I in a shocking time, heightened time, lots of full moon energy, lots of um, maybe shocks and oh my goodness. And I would expect for, for it to be 
quite, quite wild in that time phrase, right? We also have something that I keep coming back to as summer of love, right? Um, after eclipse season sort of wraps up and um, we start to get to feeling like ourselves, <laughs> a new version of ourselves, I'm going to say it like that. We get into what is a really beautiful Venus-Mars conjunction, and it's in Leo, and it's June 27th to July 21st, and I feel like it's going to set the stage for some beautiful stuff. So whether you're partnered up or not, I think that love will be in the air, and um, we will feel a lot of magic this summer as it comes to loving people, loving each other, romantic relationships, community relationships. I think that we are going to need to kind of love in a big way after some of the stuff that comes up during the eclipse season in that trilogy of full moons and, um, and, and kind of gives us a pause because one of the other really um, maybe I want to say it like intense, one of the major influences, intense influences, things to keep your eyes on is how Saturn and Uranus square off. I feel like if we were going to, um, if we were going to talk about two sheriffs in town, right. And if we were going to talk about Aquarian energy and that mad genius that shirks off societal standards, um, but also, tends towards some fascist tendencies, right? Um, but then also revolution, right? The old versus the new. And then, you know, Rick Levine, one of my, one of my favorite astrologers said that as the old and the new clashes, we will not only be wondering which one will, will win, but we'll be wondering which one's actually the new and which one's actually the old. Um, and there's a lot to do with that as far as Capricorn and that Saturn was the original ruler of Aquarius. And um, some people still still really tightly hang to that. And then other people, um, you know, are really attached to Uranus ruling Aquarius and Saturn is Capricornian. And, and that's definitely true as well. And it, no matter how you take it, no matter how you take it or how you interact with it, these are big energies as far as our year goes and them squaring off. They square off on Valentine's day, February 14th. They square off in the middle of eclipse season on June 14th. And then they square off just after eclipse winter eclipse season ends on Christmas Eve there on December 24th. These will be hot points throughout the year. I would go so far as to say we will see big things. I think it'll be in the news. I think there will be um, huge classic clashes. I think there will be a lot of misinformation um, campaigns uh, from both sides trying to create rebellions and revolutions. I think that we have to keep our wits about us. I think 2021 is going to be a year where discernment is not enough um, and knowledge is not enough and um, that caution is, is needed in that cocktail. And I think that the old ways of disseminating information and teaching people need to be um, honored, right? So we often talk about see one, do one, teach one. And I think that 
in 2021, it would be wise to see a hundred, do a hundred, teach one, right? You want to feel like you've really tried your theories out. It's a time where people with the best intentions may put out information that just isn't all the way here because everything will feel so real. Um, and a lot of that is just Neptune and Pisces stirring it up. Right. And, and we really want to pay attention to um, some of the retrogrades. Right. So Mercury is all air all year. Right. So Mercury goes retrograde in January, January 30th goes, goes retrograde in Aquarius. Then in May, Mercury goes retrograde in Gemini. And then again in September, Mercury goes retrograde in Libra. Then we have to, so we really have to keep our eyes on communication, mental stimulation, um, psychic communication, digital communication, all forms of communication really need to, you really have to be aware of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're doing, because it's very airy fairy out there and it can get really, um, really ungrounded really quickly. And so be aware of what you're doing, what you're feeling, what you're saying, and really how you're taking information in as well, how you're learning. Um, and then, so some other things to kind of watch, we have a really solid Venus and Mars energy throughout the year. And so that's going to give us a little bit more stability. Venus doesn't go retrograde until the end of the year, just before Christmas. Um, and so some of the things we want to keep our eyes on, right? We want to watch Pluto. Pluto is going to go retrograde in April and stay retrograde until October. And, and the hot point of that is, is that that's going to be kind of kicking off our eclipse season. And so we will be doing a round of shadow work in that time frame. We're going to be taking Pluto and diving deep with Pluto to get in and at some of these shadows to show up a little bit clearer. Then we have Saturn go retrograde in May. Again, I know everyone's like, what? May 23rd until October 10th or October 11th, right? And so we're just going to have a lot of this um, energy of foundational cracks, right? What, and what is true? What, is, what have we built our lives on, um, from a little bit more of an Aquarian point of view, Jupiter also is going to go retrograde again in June, right? And that kicks off right as we have eclipses, right? Just after that eclipse on June 10th, we have then Jupiter going retrograde, June 20th until October 18th. Um, <laughs> Uranus goes retrograde August 19th until January 1st, 2022. And there's some interesting stuff. And then Neptune, of course, June 25th to December 1st. Um, some interesting things that I want to point out is that we have Saturn squaring off with Uranus three separate times this year. The first time is going to be February 14th. The second time is June 14th, right? June 14th, Saturn will be in retrograde when it squares off against Uranus and Uranus will be direct. When it squares off the second time, December 24th, they will, um, Saturn will have gone direct, but Uranus will then be retrograde. That is going to give an element of, um, as they're squaring off and you think of two big sheriffs in town, 
I almost feel like it's like a shootout at the OK Corral, right? That kind of energy. There can only be one. This town ain't big enough for the two of us type energy. And so the retrogrades will add an element of inner versus outer, right? Um, And so when one planet's retrograde and the other is direct and they're squaring off, there's going to be some of that outer constraints pulling at and tugging at the inner restraints and how it shows up specifically for you can be very different depending on how earth-based or Saturn world you are. And so we want to just take it as the super swimming and there's going to be some extra tension there. And so you're going to really want to be working whatever you can work on a daily basis, basis that you can be consistent about. So as you hit into 2021, don't try to overdo it here in the front end. <laughs> you will exhaust yourself, right? It's kind of like the turtle in the hair. Um, the hair only lost because they had to take a break, right? And so you want to make sure that you don't set yourself up to be exhausted come June because the energy, the supportive energy just won't be there, right? Eclipse season here in spring, summer is just not going to be um, a time where you will be able to nourish yourself in the way you're going to really need. So you need to watch your reserves on the front end of this year um, and, and really be wise with your energy. Start some regimens that are just all good, right? Where you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh man, I got to go and do this thing. You wake up in the morning, you're like, oh, I cannot wait to get into this bath today or whatever it is that you choose. Take some real nurturing steps for yourself. Um, Another thing is watch your money in the first half of the year. I would almost absolutely bet my money on some economic hardships come about April. I think that there will be some hard times. I think we will see waves of, of global issues. And I see it really impacting economic structures. And I see that really hitting home for a lot of people come April. So you really want to be financially aware Start save, right? Get a little piggy bank going January through March. We have Mars and Taurus, right? And and really helps us earning, right? And and getting the fill in the pot. So it's a good supportive time. But I don't, I don't suspect, and this is the date that if you've talked to me privately, I've said it over and over and over and over again. I don't think we will feel any sort of relief globally from the pandemic or from financial. Um, hardships until the very last days of 2021. I don't expect to get a global breath of fresh air until December 28th ish 2021 when Jupiter really moves into Pisces. And so I feel that we need to just be very careful this year with our finances, with our health, with our activities, um, with our with our discernment, with how we show up in the world and where we serve and how we're, how we're bringing that home. And, and it's really important to remember that the United States has its Pluto return in February of 2022. That can bring about a ton of social unrest, a ton of crisis energy, breakdowns, um, war, right? Um, And I think that we will get a taste of it um, when Pluto is retrograde in 2021. So between April 27th and October 6th, I think we'll see a little taste of what, what will be big 
for the United States in 2022. And so be aware, observation is going to be so important. We went through 2020, which was a red letter year. It was a red letter year. The astrology of 2021, the astrology of 2022, 2023, 2024, it's intense. We, we don't really get a break for the next couple of years. However, none of them None of them are as intense as 2020. So when you look at just the astrological soup, and if you look at just the actual cosmic plan and the map of the stars, we don't have the intensity in 2021 we had in 2020. But remember, my friends, we don't have the reserve we had in 2020. Okay. So everything could feel just a little bit intense. It's like if you carried a hundred pound weight through a marathon and you put that hundred pound weight down and you take a nap and you sleep for four days and you wake up a five pound weight could feel quite heavy, right? Just because you are exhausted. And so it's really important to gather yourself and to work on your reserves. Very important. We have to have those pit stops. We have to have that awareness. We have to show up to nurture ourselves because 2021 could feel like a whole lot now after we've been through almost a year of, of rolling lockdowns and shutdowns and economic distress and disinformation campaigns and divisive politics and election season and contested election and, and all of these things. We started off 2020 with, uh, you know, bright eyes and bushy tails and ready to take on that 2020 vision. And we were put through the ringer. So we're kind of limping across this, this new year's marker, looking for hope and looking for happiness and looking for a release. And so any kind of issue could just feel like it takes us all the way back to how we felt when the world shut down. And so we just want to have that awareness to really put into the reserves and to fill our tanks and to take the first three months of 2021 and fill it up, fill up those bank accounts, fill up those emotional reserves, fill up those loving relationships, fill in all of this stuff because, you know, um, spring could, spring could spring, spring will be sprung. And so we're, we're eyes to the skies. We're being practical here. Okay. And we're being very spirit led as we move through it. So some fun things to look towards, right? Every month, every month this year, we've got great stuff happening. So let's, after looking at the story arc of some of the things that could cause some tension, let's look at some things to really help us move into 2021. We kick off and we've got the Quatrinids meteor shower. The earth is closest to the sun as it will be all year. We have Jupiter squaring off with Neptune, some expansion, asking us to dig into our spirituality a little bit more. We have a third quarter moon in Libra. Just as Mars moves into Taurus in the first half of January, that's really going to help a lot of us shift into what do we want? How, how do we want our homes to feel as, as we turn inward? What are we really looking for? We have Mercury move into Aquarius. We have Venus move into Capricorn. Remember, Mercury moving into Aquarius is really going to kind of create that trilogy energy of, you know, Mercury, Saturn, Jupiter, all being in Aquarius and kind of give us that lightning energy. We have some Jupiter playing with Chiron energy throughout the year. Jupiter plays along with Uranus throughout the year. And so we want to be aware of expansion, expansion, expansion. You want to say yes 
<laughs> I almost said say yes to the dress. But yeah, you want to say yes to the dress as often as possible in 2021. Um, it will be supportive. We have Vesta going retrograde in Virgo Jan in January, January 19th, just as the sun moves into Aquarius. <clears throat> that will create a lot of pretty um, creative energy. I will say creative and um, revolutionary energy. And then at the end of January, we have Mercury retrograde in Aquarius. In February, Venus moves into Aquarius. February is Aquarius energy, right? Uh, the new moon in the beginning of February is in Aquarius. But then that's also when Saturn squares off with Uranus. So all of this Aquarian energy and that will carry us into when the sun moves into Pisces and Mercury goes direct. And so I feel like we'll hit a pretty intense first half to the middle of February. And then the second half to the end of February could pull it out. Right. And then I could really <clears throat> push us forward. Ceres asteroid um, moves into Aries, Venus moves into Pisces. And we have that great full moon in Virgo, the, on the February 27th at the very end there, which will give us, I feel quite a bit to do with nurturing ourselves and taking care of our physical forms and our spiritual bodies. And so in March, Mars moves into Gemini, Pallas moves into Pisces. We have a new moon in Pisces and then Mercury moves into Pisces. I feel like it's going to be a really good thing for a lot of us to tap into our wisdom and prepare us as we move into the spring equinox, right? We're going to have quite a bit of awareness around emotional pain. Um, we have Pluto playing with Chiron in a way that I feel could make things feel very unfair, but then the full moon in um, March is going to be in Libra. And so it'll bring our, our eyes towards justice and emotional justice, and maybe even um, help us really seal up and heal up some major childhood wounds there in March. Um, really laying the fertile ground for what we are going to plant throughout shadow season or eclipse season or whatever you want to call it. April, we've got Mercury moving into Aries. I think we're going to see people get feisty and defend each other. Jupiter is playing with Chiron again. It could get really messy if you're not paying attention or you're not prepared. We have Juno go retrograde into Sagittarius and it's kind of activating some of our south node tendencies. Um, and so you'll want to keep an eye on your impulsivity in April. I see Venus moving into Taurus. Um, April 14th is going to be solid for relationships. I think we're going to go through the ringer here in spring. And I think that we'll be able to tap into our deep connections and fierce loyalty to our loved ones there. Mercury moves into Taurus as well, April 19th. And then the sun moves into Taurus on the 19th right at the same time Mercury moves into Taurus. And I believe that that's going to be much needed. We will need that Tauran energy maybe more than ever, uh, global therapist, right? And then on the 20th there, um, Vesta goes direct in Virgo and we'll see a little bit of a release as the Lyrids meteor shower kicks in and gives us some cosmic creative energy. Mars will be moving into Cancer there on the 23rd. And then we will have a big supermoon, 26th, 27th in Scorpio. And not to sound extra auspicious, guys, but you know I love me some full moon and Scorpio energy. Um, but April, you know, that full moon in Scorpio is a super moon and it kicks us straight into the Pluto retrograde. Um, and so I would expect that that full moon in Scorpio, that super moon full moon in Scorpio is going to bring a lot of the depth ocean energy to the surface 
And that can feel like a set of waves that'll take you under, right? And Pluto retrograde and Capricorn could just kind of add to that element. So we're going to be really aware for the second two weeks of April and the first two weeks of May, very aware of our mental health, very aware of our emotional health, very aware of the global emotional mental stability. And we want to be really ready for it. This is where I said, fill your tanks, really kind of eyes to April. February is going to be bonkers, but in a way that a lot of people will be able to handle or disassociate as necessary. April does not feel like the majority of people will be able to cut off from that influence. So eyes to April and May. First half of May, we have Jupiter playing with Uranus in a way that is going to feel big. Um, And we also have some North Node Chiron interplay that could get interesting globally. Um, Then we have some more meteor showers, the ETA Aquarids, right? Um, The 6th through 7th of May. And then Ceres moves into Taurus and Venus moves into Gemini. And we have a really interesting new moon in Taurus in May. Um, that I would suspect will feel like a reset for many people that go through the ringer in April. Um, and so it might be a really nice pause. You might want to plan a staycation in your home, May 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, and then Jupiter moves into Pisces and we, it feels like we'll be able to stop and nourish some of the trauma that we experience, some of the self-care that we will need to get through the rest of 2021. We will have a little bit of a fresh air, deep breath there in May. Um, the sun will then move into Gemini just a few days before Saturn goes retrograde. And then we experience a full moon, total lunar eclipse in Sagittarius. That is also a super moon that is on the 26th of May. And then three days later, Mercury goes retrograde in Gemini. Um, if you can pick up what I'm putting down, I expect that that's going to be a wild time. I almost cursed. That will be a wilder time. And I, that is why mark on your calendars, May 13th, which oddly enough is my daughter, Olive's birthday. Um, Jupiter enters Pisces, take a nap, take a bath, take a time, take time to soothe that soul. Listen to good music, wear your fluffy slippers and your bathrobe. I mean, we're going to need it. We're going to need it. Sun moves into Gemini on the 20th. Saturn retrograde the 23rd, 26th full moon, total lunar eclipse in Sagittarius, supermoon, 29th Mercury retrograde in Gemini. Um, Second of three Mercury retrogrades of the year, all in the air signs. It's important. Pay attention to that. Communication, communication, communication with the divine, with the physical, with the technological. Okay, June. Deep breath. (laughs) We kick off June, third quarter moon in Pisces, just as Venus moves into Cancer. I suspect mental breakdowns will abound because of whatever is feeling us and triggering us end of May. Early June will just feel kind of intense, especially as we move into that new moon annular solar eclipse in Gemini, right? I expect to see some. We are lucky this annular solar eclipse is not total. I think this could have been a double whammy if it had been. Um, I believe that there will be some shocking things coming up in early June, especially because Mars moves into Leo, right? And we know we know Mars, uh, Mars going to get its Beyonce on. And so being it within about 24 hours of this solar eclipse, I'd expect to uh, 
be looking at the news on June 10th and 11th. And then June 14th, Saturn squares off with Uranus for its second time this year, right? That's one of the highlight dates. Um, and then three days later, we have a first quarter moon in Virgo. And I see that as a reorientation phase, right? Like, where are we at with what just happened? Oh my gosh, what just happened? Then Jupiter begins retrograde in Pisces. The sun moves into Cancer and our summer solstice ushers in all the light as Mercury goes direct in Gemini on the 22nd. So June is, June is going to be a powerhouse of a month. Um, and then the 24th of June, right? Like, cause I'm not done. I hope you guys caught on that. <laughs> Jupiter retrograde Pisces on the 20th sun into cancer on the 20th solstice on the 21st Mercury direct in Gemini on the 22nd, 24th Saturn sextile Chiron. That is a, that's a play and a half. And on that same day, full super moon in Capricorn ushering in then on the 25th neptune retrograde in pisces which neptune retrograde in pisces can give you delusional energy so there there is a heavy heavy mental health theme to june just be aware and on the 27th venus then moves into leo right which will help kick off the summer of love but if you're not careful you could still be quite delusional from whatever just shook down in june July, some of the fun things other than the summer of love that I talked about, we get our new moon in Cancer on the 9th of July, just before Mercury moves into Cancer on the 11th. Pallas goes retrograde. Uh, <laughs> and the next day, so Pallas goes retrograde on the 14th. The next day, Chiron goes retrograde. Then we get Vesta moving into Libra on the 19th. Venus goes into Virgo on the 21st. Oh, deep breath. Sun moves into Leo on the 22nd, and then we have a full moon in Aquarius on the 23rd. This full moon, I would mark your calendars for the 23rd of July. This full moon in Aquarius is going to illuminate a lot of the Aquarian themes that we will be dealing with for the next year. Um, I believe that the trilogy of supermoons is setting us up for something, and I believe we will find out what that is come this full moon in Aquarius on Ju July 23rd. July 27th, Mercury moves into Leo. And then 28th, Jupiter retrogrades into Aquarius. At the same time, we have the Delta Aquarids peaking, right? And then at that same time, Mars moves into Virgo. The 28th and 29th of July could also be illuminating as far as cosmic influences. And I would see July, I would guarantee you that even the people that have been very critical of astrology for years and years and years to be opening up those crown chakras end of July, it's going to be uncanny how accurate some of this astrology is. Um, in August, we have Juno going direct just at the peak of the Saturn opposition where Saturn will be the closest to us. It's closest approach. We have a new moon in Leo, August 8th. Mercury moves into Virgo just as the Perseid meteor shower kicks up and we have a first quarter moon in Scorpio, I would expect a lot of cosmic influence bringing up some things that we need to take action on that we've been trying to avoid for the first half of 2021. So if you're not paying attention to the things coming up for you throughout eclipse season, August 15th-ish, you may feel yourself up against a wall being forced to make a decision. So if possible, try to really be aware of shadow season so that when you arrive to mid-August, you're not kind of caught with your pants down. Jupiter is expanding and squaring off with Chiron in August. Then we have Uranus retrograde and the Jupiter opposition, the closest approach of Jupiter, all in the same kind of 24-hour period. And then just 
and, and I'm going to clarify the dates on that because I feel like it's important calendar marking time. Put a star on it. August 18th, Jupiter semi-square Chiron. August 19th, Uranus retrograde in Taurus as Jupiter is at opposition, its closest approach. August 22nd, full moon Aquarius. This is a blue moon. This is the fourth full moon in a season, which normally only has three full moons, not a calendar blue moon. And the sun moves into Virgo there on the 22nd. And then on the 30th, Mercury moves into Libra um, in a third quarter moon in Gemini. And that's going to set the stage. Things will come up at the end of August that you will deal with in the Mercury retrograde um, that is <laughs> coming for you later in, uh, September, September. See, we're almost done three more months. We got this guys. Keep it together. <laughs> uh, September we have, we kick off the, the first week of September. We have a new moon in Virgo. It's going to give us a lot of access to what will come up for us when Venus moves into Scorpio. We also have Mars moving into Libra, just as Neptune is at its uh, closest approach to Earth all year long. And then we have Vesta move into Scorpio just on the full moon in Pisces in September. And then on the autumn equinox, the sun moves into Libra just before Neptune starts working on our North Node. What I believe will we will be looking at in September is we will be almost removing some of the disillusion that we have. Some of the, for people who aren't aware and working on their observation in the beginning of 2021, there will become a moment in September um, where I believe it to be the new moon in Virgo, the September 6th, there will become a reckoning. And, uh, in our house, we call it a come to Jesus meeting. Right. And I believe that the reckoning will have a lot of people questioning what they believed in 2020, what they've done in 2020, what they've done in 2021. Um, and I believe that as we move into the, into the darkness, right. As we start to begin the spiral in, we will have to wrestle with some things that we believed. And so that is where I'm asking everyone to watch the delusions, the illusions, the smoke and mirrors. I, I wouldn't trust much, um, emotion or, or, you know, you know, much, <laughs> um, in the first half of 2021, I would be really discerning. I would drop into observation as much as possible. Right. Um, you know, that old Taoist story, right. Where something happens, the, the cow, dies and the community's like, oh, what horrible luck. And the farmer says, mm, we'll see. Right. And then the son breaks his leg and everyone's, oh, so sad. This is hor horrible. And he said, well, we'll see. Right. And then they, the emperor comes through and says, there's a war and all fit young men need to go. And everyone says, oh, what great luck you have that he has broken his leg. Right. So it's that kind of energy just of, we'll see, we'll see. I would try not to know too much. Um, we are all students. And, and even when we feel like we're really onto something, they're taking a, you know, well, we'll see though, <laughs> approach would just make, make your September easier. You'll have less to wrestle with if you can stay in observation mode and, and, um, compassion and grace right throughout the year. And so come September, as we begin that spiral in that autumn equinox, I really feel like we will start to see some things really trigger up, trigger up into the general awareness of the globe. 
and then Mercury retrograde in Libra, uh, September 27th, while Neptune is really in there with our North node in Gemini. So, um, just a lot of activation in the air elements. And then we have a third quarter moon in cancer that wraps up September. Now, October, um, we're going to prepare everybody. Um, October is going to be a releasing of darkness month. It is going to be something that if you are paying attention and you are unafraid of the dark and you do a lot of your shadow work and you're aware and you're observing, you're going to feel the releasing in, begin in October. I said the global release and the global relief and the economic stuff and the emotional and physical and pandemic stuff, I wouldn't expect to really clear up until really, really late in 2021 there on December 28th. But if you're, if you're working on this and you're staying fluid and pivotal, I would suspect you will start to feel the rubber bands releasing their tension in your bones and in your, in your emotions and in the ether, starting with the new moon in Libra, October 6th, new moon in Libra on the same day that Pluto goes direct, right? It will feel so good in the dark. Okay. So what I want everyone to kind of visualize is that if we go into darkness as Pluto, Pluto retrogrades, we take that darkness, we go into the inner worlds the inner underworlds, right? We go into the darkness with this Pluto retrograde and we deal in the dark for a long time. And the goal is to get to the point in October, that new moon, the dark moon, it's under the dark moon of justice that our inner world and our inner underworld and the inner darkness becomes comfortable, right? We will become comfortable in the darkness of our souls and we will be able to function outward whole, right? We must integrate. That's the alchemy, the dark inner underworld and the outer upper crown activation, God, universal energy. It is the alchemy of those two things that make us whole. And so as this begins in October, we should start to feel the lifting. We will be in the dark, comfy, right? And then Venus moves into Sagittarius and brings a fire and the dra draconids meteor shower starts to bring in that dragon cosmic energy and just give us that feeling of power and fire to, to move forward. Saturn goes direct October 10th. On the 12th, we get a first quarter moon in Capricorn that allows us to really lay some foundational energy the 18th of October, Jupiter moves direct into Aquarius. The 18th of October, Mercury moves direct into Libra. And then on the 20th of October, we get a full moon in Aries. Just as the Orionids kick off and peak, then the sun moves into Scorpio on the 23rd. We get a third quarter moon in Leo. And on the 30th of October, Mars moves into Scorpio. We're going to, it's going to start to feel like a building into the darkness. Remember, we would be spiraling in at that point in time. November 4th, we get a new moon in Scorpio just as the Taurus meteor shower is peaking. It will feel like activations of the inner power that you bring to the table on the 5th of November. Remember, remember the 5th of November. We get Venus movement into Capricorn. We get Mercury movement into Scorpio and Uranus will be at its closest approach. November 8th, Pallas moves direct 
into Pisces. On the 11th, we get a first quarter moon in, in Aquarius. And on the 14th, Juno moves into Capricorn. 16th, Vesta moves into Sagittarius. Lots of movement, lots of movement, forward movement. Then we get Jupiter playing with Chiron again, some expansion, a semi-square with Chiron. It's almost going to feel like a 2021 did you get it? Energy, right? Like Jupiter's going to play up with that Chiron again and ask you to expand even further from some pain. The Leonids kick off that same point where Jupiter's asking us to expand. The Leonids meteor shower is going to be activating us. And then on the 19th, we have a full moon partial lunar eclipse in Taurus. We will have, that's our first, you know, winter, winter season eclipse. Um, and I would expect it to be revelatory of your inner workings, right? So I believe that the one, the eclipse season in the spring summer will be intense globally and on a larger level. Um, and I expect the eclipse season of the fall winter to be an inner, um, inner surprises. Um, the sun moves into Sagittarius the 21st. Mercury moves into Sagittarius the 24th. Saturn sextiles with Chiron retrograde the 26th as we get a third quarter moon in Virgo. And that will wrap up November as we move into December where we will almost start to feel globally now a lot of the um, releasing. December. Neptune goes direct in Pisces December 1st. I feel like it will almost be like when a spell is broken from a evil wizard, right? And the whole the whole town starts to wake up and be like, well, huh? what just happened? Um, I feel like December 1st, um, we will be released from some of the delusional energy. We have a new moon, total solar eclipse in Sagittarius. Remember, we had a total solar eclipse in Sagittarius December 14th. Yeah, December 14th, 2020, and we will have a new moon total solar eclipse in Sagittarius December 4th. Those will have similar themes. Whatever came up for you on December 14th, I would expect a little bit of a rerun, reevaluation of it on December 4th. And then Mars moves into Sagittarius and Mercury moves into Capricorn mid-month. The Geminids meteor shower starts to rain down on us around that same time. We start to get communication in a grounded way. Remember, Mercury spends retrograde time in air signs all of 2021. And so when Mercury moves into Capricorn in December, after that delusional energy kind of clears the air, we will start to feel rational, right? There will start to be a global, whoa, hey, you know, like what, what kind of happened there? And then the 18th of December, full moon in Gemini, more of that. Remember, and that's our North node. That's what we've been working on for 18 months. And so we're starting to see a little bit, um, more rationality come to the table. Venus will move retrograde, but that will be a generally good thing as Chiron will move direct on the same day, December 19th, just after that full moon Gemini. Venus will ask us to look inward at our self-love a little bit more and how we relate to people and Chiron will move direct, which will take a lot of the focus of all of that childhood stuff a little bit, make it a little bit easier. December 21st is the solstice. Ceres retrograde enters Taurus as the sun moves into Capricorn and then it kicks off the Ursid's meteor shower. As And all of that happens just as Saturn squares off with Uranus for the last time in 2021. And then I believe we will see our kind of last slap in the face as this, this duo of... Um, sheriffs in town kind of square off in the in the town square we will see the last bit of that and um i would expect it to follow a theme with the first two squares 
And then Jupiter will move into Pisces and the whole world will take a breath. We'll all get a breath. And I believe New Year's Eve 2021 going into 2022 will feel like we are dancing at the doors of revolution. And that Pluto return will be looming in 2022. And I think we will have some some ideas of what that will look like. We'll be more educated then and it won't be so much forecasting. It'll be you know, uh, awareness. So everybody 2021, mark those calendar dates, right? I will give you guys a handwritten version of this at some point and really, really understand that all of this means is that the possibilities exist. The potentiality is there. We can create a beautiful thing. And if we're all aware and we start to co-create with this universal energy, we can take it to its best expressions. So don't, don't step into doom and gloom. It didn't serve anybody in 2020 to be doomy gloomy. Won't serve you in 2021 either. Um, but get, get that self-care in on the front end of this year and you will do much better. Everybody have a beautiful year.